TFS, episode number 49. Hi, this is Martin Woodward. And this is Greg Duncan. Well, we've got a special show for you today. Uh, we've got a guest interview with Ed Blankenship coming up. But first of all, just a, a quick couple of pieces of news, Greg. Yeah, we missed this last... Well, we didn't miss it last week, but just due to the, the nature of the recording and everything else, the TFS Power Tools RTM shipped. And uh, um, you can get that at tinyurl, TFS... 2012 power tools and uh, this uh, is the usual set of power tools that we're all you know uh, uh, happy to use it also includes the miski providers uh 32-bit 64-bit as well as the um uh, team build tools that i you know martin's always excited to uh, uh work with and about but uh you know this you know the power tools a lot of them have gotten baked into uh, Team Explorer in the past. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's some power tools that have been removed because they are baked in now. And, and there's some new things this time around. You know, we have the uh, storyboard shapes power tool. Um, you know, th- there's some agile process settings, uh, that kind of stuff. So this is good stuff. You know, you, you got to have these tools. If, if you use TFS, uh, these are must-have tools. On the on the power tools, just as the build extensions of my little baby, uh, one of the things that got added to those was the ability to, if you're doing a Java build, uh, both in the cloud or on-premise, you can publish your JUnit test results now to um, the hosted TFS service. So you know how we, t- Team Explorer Everywhere, we run our builds in the cloud. Well, for for a while, our JUnit test results weren't getting published to the cloud because various bizarro authentication issues that you don't really care about. It just didn't work. Uh, it works now, and it's just it just works now. There's nothing you have to do really to enable it. So, if you care, then that's really important. If you don't, then you're like, well, of course it works because that's how it should work. Anyway, nice. Uh, um, and, and continuing the tradition of, even though we've increased the cadence of Radio TFS podcasts, we all, every time we have a podcast, there's something else new to talk about that's been released. And uh, even though it's only last week since we, <laughs> since we uh, talked, not only are the Power Tools now available, but also we did um, our usual uh, regular update to uh, TFS Preview. You know, we update TFS Preview at the end of every sprint, and we carried on sprinting, so there's a, there's a, a few uh, new things in there. The, the cadence isn't as great at the minute because um, a bit of inside baseball for everybody that's you know listening to this podcast. Where after the end of a big release, typically teams inside Microsoft go for a bit of a, a reorganization and things, and um, we've kind of been jiggling the team a little bit internally, uh, getting set up on some stuff and getting you know getting set up ready for the next big push and next big wave of features. So uh, this this past sprint has been um, well. To be fair, there's some, been some good bits of functionality delivered, but you know it's not it's it's in a couple of particular areas. The, the main one in uh, web access uh, on TFS Preview, you can now actually um, assign to people direct from the uh, sprint planning board. You can just take a task and drag it onto the person and it assigns to that person, which is really handy. And another feature um, is we've always had the left panel. It's always been, you could always collapse and expand it by, by dragging the splitter, but nobody knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so we added a little arrow. And now everybody can tell. It was one of those things that, you know, by getting the getting 
um, experience of actually what you know being able to see people use it and being able to get metrics from live usage of the of TFS preview, we're able to you know make little small changes like that to make things a bit more discoverable. You did another one, Greg. We also we also make the um, based on some feedback you gave in a show about keyboard shortcuts. Mm. Um, we've started actually, you know, the keyboard shortcuts are are um, advertised a bit more in tool tips and things like that. Ah, now, so. good. Yeah, there we go. Is there, you know, totally going off the board here, off the rails here, but, mm. um, is there, I know there hasn't been any official news for uh, Team Foundation service going you know, live-ish, you know, still free for everybody, and if you haven't, if you guys aren't using it out there, you know, uh, www.tfspreview.com, you can get in free, you can host your projects free there, you can do the builds in the clouds free. Uh, has there been any word on when it's going to be unfree or when there's going to be, you know, uh, um, you know additional tiers. Yeah. No, basically <laughs> <laughs> we, we know, we know that everyone's very keen to hear what pricing is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know we need to tell everyone roughly what the pricing is going to be. We still haven't quite got it. We know there's a lot of details. We're still working out. We've got right. to build a billing system, for example, <laughs> that's kind of important. Um, what we were concentrating on is, you know how we were. You, um, the, one of the great things about TFS Preview is it made the on the box, in the box product better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were concentrated on building the things we know we need to get in the box first, and then the stuff we need to go build that's just for the service, like a billing system ah, okay. and and stuff like that. That that stuff is all coming post RTM. You know, is what is what we're kind of looking at now. So as soon as we have that ready, then. We'll start to announce more details, and we'll then, you know, once we've once we're getting closer to um, uh, coming out of preview, we'll start communicating what we're thinking about for for pricing and things. But uh, it'd be yeah, it's all speculation right now, and it'd be wrong to even say anything right now because the market will have changed in six months' time or twelve months' time or whenever it is that we uh, we're ready to come out of preview mode, and so you know it'll. Um, uh, yeah, it'll be different to what we think it is right now, anyway. Right. So right. that see. makes sense. And we we do have build 2012 coming up in a you know monthish. So uh, you know, wow, I, yeah, I, that's I coming up quick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I would expect. I would not be surprised if news were released. I don't know anything beyond what is publicly available, but uh, uh, that's obviously a logical point for some announcements since everything is already RTM'd and and, and released. Now there's got to be some announcements, so I uh, I don't know of any coming up. So <laughs> mind you, I I've forgotten we had build coming up. Normally it's me that's uh, it's me that's being drafted in to organise like talks and things. But for some reason, uh, yeah, the managers seem to snag all the talks before it comes down to the lonely mortals like me. <laughs> nice for build. Will you be there in Redmond? Uh, uh, I'm not planning on being. You will be, won't you? Yes. Yep, I'm, I'm oh. footing my own ticket, and I'll be there as as me. So I'm very excited about that. That's it'll, it'll be my first trip to, let alone you know uh, uh, um, Washington and, and Redmond area, but to the Microsoft campus. So, uh, wow, well, that should be spectacular for you. Yeah. It? it is an experience. <laughs> anyway, we've we've got uh, we've got a special guest on the phone. So let's get let's get over to that. Um, we have Ed Blankenship. Ed's a, a friend of a show. We've had him on the show before, not for a while. Ed's recently changed roles. He's now the program manager on um, the Visual Studio product team, specializing in the test and lab management stuff, um, and is the product owner for the lab management scenarios especially. 
as you know, before joining Microsoft, when we spoke to Ed last, he was an MVP, and he was a, one of the former MVPs of the year, a, a very special club there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was a former member. And um, he's also written, uh, you know, he's been doing lots of consulting, and he's, I've been, had the pleasure of working on two books with him. Um, well, three, really, because he's also he was a technical reviewer of the uh, Visual Studio um, ALM, 2012 book and he also has been one of the, the the lead author and one of my the co-authors with me on the professional team foundation server 2012 book so um yeah if you want to get hold of ed you can reach him on his blog at uh com, or you can obviously reach him via twitter at ed blankenship hey ed great to have you back on the show hey great to be here so how's in, how's uh how's life working out for you now you've joined joined the big borg joined Microsoft. <laughs> yes drank the kool-aid you know did all the all the things up in red when you should but yeah it's 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 been quite interesting along the way um i came at an interesting time um i think when did i start the very beginning of june and uh as far as the uh 2012 release that was the very end i think I think the first mail I got was, hey, we're at Vigil Freeze. <laughs> so um, it, it's been interesting. You know, it, it's it's been a whirlwind, but it's been a really good experience so far. Now, you work like me. You work remote, which probably not a lot of people would guess as you're kind of in America. So do you want to explain, you know, what it is you do in your team um, and where you, you know, where you work and how you work with people, that sort of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good, good topic. Um, yeah. So, so I live in, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And, uh, when I'm not traveling, I work out of, out of the home office here. There's a few, there's actually a few PMs across the ALM group. Um, and a few folks that actually are in that situation. But what's interesting is that, um, the testing and lab management product specifically is built out of India out of our India Development Center in Hyderabad. And um, it, lab management's an interesting kind of beast um, because it interacts with so many different areas. You know, you got to be in line with, with the TFS group. You have to be in line with um, the the Visual Studio Ultimate, the ALM group in, in Redmond, and, you know, talking to System Center and Hyper-V and Windows Server. There's a whole lot of areas. And so it ended up being uh, making up a lot of sense um, being a lab management feature PM here in on the East Coast because um, for time differences it's great because um, my feature crew is is out in in Hyderabad and I can still interact with folks here on the East Coast in the Raleigh office for TFS and also still have plenty of overlap with the Redmond folks so it's it's an interesting situation and it's been it's been quite good I I still travel quite a bit I go to Raleigh I go to Redmond I go to India once a quarter and and so, um, but when I'm not, I'm, I'm actually here in South Carolina. So, you know, I've never been to India, never been in that situation. As, was that your first trip to India or is it something that you've been doing? And what was that experience like? Yeah, good question. Um, it was actually my first trip to India. Um, and so, like, literally day one at Microsoft was um, new employee orientation, and day two was, let's go get your India visa. <laughs> so, <laughs> got it pretty quickly, and uh, as soon as I got my India visa, we booked my tickets, and so I ended up, actually, I ended up leaving right after our Independence Day holiday here in the U.S., so, um, but it was great. Um, the the experience, uh, you know, our India Development Center, um is fairly new over the past um, five, ten years, and um, 
it's we have a whole campus. It's got three buildings there in Hyderabad. Uh, what's really funny is is when I got there, it, it looks a lot like the Redmond architecture. And so, it, like I, I I was in there and inside the building, you know, it's got the same kind of feel to it. So that's a really good part. Um, it was a really good experience. Everyone's so friendly over there. Um, you know, you, you can get around really easily. Um, just just a really good experience, and the and the team has been really wonderful over there. So um, I I didn't have I I was a little nervous about going to India for the first time, and then once you do it, it's it's pretty good. So <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't the whole outsourced experience, you know, the movie or oh, TV show. Couldn't be further from from the way it is for the Microsoft India Development Center. And actually. Interestingly enough, Hyderabad is um, the center for a lot of different engineering um, and, and software engineering centers. You know, there's uh, all sorts of them. Bank of America, you know, Amazon development centers there. There's there's a whole lot going on in the in this little part of, of Hyderabad called Cyber City, essentially. So. <laughs> It's funny, actually. I've, I've had the pleasure of uh, visiting many Microsoft offices around the world, and there's definitely a, um, a, a you know, blueprint that gets done with Microsoft offices, you know, like the, the elevators are in the middle, the, the canteens near the, you know, the, the coffee machines near the elevator and that's where the restrooms are and and then there's different like the different Microsoft offices, it depends on what era they were built in like the newer ones sort of uh, like Schiphol in, in, in the Netherlands and places like that and some of the ones in the UK they have a much more, you know, open working style, so yeah. It's funny about you saying Redmond architecture. Yeah. And Greg, you get to experience that that Redmond architecture soon. Yay! That should be good. So, hey, um, Ed, I, um, you're the product owner for the lab management stuff now. So, um, I know you're, you know, thinking about V next and what what's coming up for lab management. But it, it, lab management's one of those areas that I feel not a lot of people have had much exposure with. So, is it worth cap, recap? Ping, what's what's in lab management? You know what what has been in lab management, and and then cover it, and moving into what was new for the 2012 release. Sure, yeah, that's good. Good segue. Um, so lab management, in in its essence, is really about managing development and test environments, and being able to really leverage those development test environments. Um, you know, for for being able to get all sorts of stuff. So. You know, as a developer, you know, you're working on your own machine and, and you know, we all know that our our machines are not all that pristine. <laughs> so it's nice to have the ability of having another environment that you can really spin up quickly. Um, so that's that's part of what it, lab management allows you to do is is provision environments from virtual machine templates and, and stored virtual machines that are in a library really, really quickly. So each dev or each tester could have their own environment. And then, um, and those could be made up of one or more machines. So you might have, you know, your database tier and your web tier on it, and then you can hit it with a browser on your machine. And so you're able to do some things with that. Um, so, so environments, we, we, you can have, um, one per developer tester. You can, ha- you can do your regular environments, like have a dev environment, a, a QA environment, um, so we have a lot of interesting um, things in there, specifically, you know, like around snapshots. So if you use the virtualization part of, of environments, um, you can you can take environment snapshots. So it's it's essentially a snapshot across all the machines in the environment, and that's super useful, especially for situations where, 
hey, you might be a tester and you want to do some manual or exploratory testing in that environment, and uh, you've already got your baseline data set out there and it's all clean and you've deployed your build out to it, you can take a snapshot right after that deployment and then you can dirty up that machine all you want, do as many test runs, automated or manual test runs that you want to, and you can get back to that clean snapshot or even a clean snapshot of the environment before you've deployed the build. And it it's, makes it super easy to be able to, to have a good workflow as a tester or a dev, um, being able to get back to known good states of, of the environment really easily. So that's, that's the big part about it. Um, the other part that makes it really nice um, is, is we have these things called test agents that we end up installing on, on each of the machines. And you can leverage those test agents to actually collect really rich information. So you imagine like IntelliTrace information and test impact data and event logs and all sorts of different data collectors, including custom ones. A lot of people don't know you can actually do custom data collectors, but it, that can actually be quite quite handy. But but if, if you're running a test run, either a manual test run or an automated test run, um, you can then end up filing bugs, and we will go and capture the data from each of the machines in the environment, and we'll put that in the bug. And it's it's super useful um, for reproing things and and just getting you know a good good amount of information about what's going on in your environment when you're running your tests. So again, you can do automated test runs or manual test runs, and we even have a build definition process template um, that that automates a whole end-to-end build deployment and test. So you can you can say after your nightly build runs, you can have it go and deploy to an environment, and then you can have it also run a, a, in your test plan, you know, a certain set of test suites of, let's say, P1 and P2 automated tests. You can just have those run automatically in that. that um, we call it the BDT workflow, the build deploy test workflow. So that mention is really interesting because you really are dealing with, with – you know, the environment side of the, the software development process. So it's awesome. So, Ed, I'd like to ask you about VS Ultimate and lab management in, in the smaller shops. But first, it's that time of the show where we uh, do our sponsor shout-out. Shout Episode 49 of Radio TFS is brought to you by SAS Made Easy, a leader in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers, and TFS ALM consulting. You can reach them at www.sasmadeeasy.com. That's www.sasmadeeasy.com or via email at sales at sasmadeeasy.com. So now back to the show. So, Ed, you know, I'm going from monster enterprise to a, a much smaller, very small uh, development area, line of business stuff. And, you know, first of all, can, should we use lab management in the smaller shops? Well, let's start with that one. It, it does oh, lab yeah. management have a, have a space in the one to five developer shop? Oh, absolutely. Um, particularly, especially if you're trying to do like multiple configuration testing, you know, some some dev shops don't have that. Um, but let's say you know you've got software or you've got something that needs to be able to run on, let's say, Windows 8 and Windows 7, or you know, the different versions of the server products or different versions of SQL. Like that's, uh, I really like lab management for that. But yes, we we totally have several small teams, and if I was on a small team, you know, starting up and everything, I just get it in place. It's 
um, because it changes the way you end up working, especially if you don't even have testers as well. Like you need the ability to feel good about saying, hey, this is a, a, a clean machine. I can spin up as many of those as I want to and get rid of them at the end of the day and be able to deploy my software at any time to those clean machines. And lab management really kind of enables that workflow instead of kind of always staying on your box. Like you, you can even put the remote debugger on those environments and, and be able to remotely debug, um, you know, with attach process and using the remote debugger inside of Visual Studio. So that's a really good scenario for developers as well. So yeah, totally. Um, we we have a few uh, s- small companies that I that I end up um, interacting with, and and I like to see what kinds of things they're using. But it it changes the way that they work. So I would totally totally recommend um, even smaller teams taking advantage of lab management. Great. So what are the what's something new in 2012? Uh, lab management came out with uh, 20 TFS 2010. Uh, what's what's new and exciting? Yeah, great. Um, so. And, and so I, I ended up coming in at the end of the 2012 cycle, so I, cannot, I can't take any credit for any of this, but the team's actually done a lot of great stuff in, in 2012. Um, one of them is, is uh, we have this new concept of, of standard environments, and, and some might um, know from the 2010 days we had something called a physical environment. And so um, what standard environments are – Essentially, you can put any kind of machine you want. You don't have to use Hyper-V or System Center Virtual Machine Manager with the virtualized parts of environments. Um, so what you, you could still, like, for example, you may have a dev environment or a QA environment today running somewhere else, either as physical machines or on some other virtualization platform. And so in 2012, you can actually um, create standard environments out of those and still leverage a lot of the same features. You know, it's still doing the automated build, deploy test workflow, being able to use it for manual testing and rich bug collection and all that kind of stuff. So standard environments is a really big new feature, and it should make that totally easy. Another thing that we've done um, and I'll combine them, is we used to have three different agents that you would install, and so we've consolidated that now to one agent. <laughs> so <laughs> all of that one agent now has everything that you need in there. Um, and the other cool thing is for both SCBMM environments and standard environments, we actually go out and push and install those agents for you if those machines don't have the agents on them. So we'll, we'll install and configure them automatically for you. So that's, that's another thing that, that's really helpful. Um, and you know, I, I think I think you guys have talked on the show quite a bit, but um, about our updates, our our recurring updates that we're going to be doing across the Visual Studio product line, including even those test controllers and agents. So the nice thing is, whenever you do upgrade those test controllers with, let's say, a new update, um, uh, then then we will actually detect that those environments have older versions of the agents, and we'll go ahead and automatically upgrade those for you too. So oh, that's nice. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really nice. We we've done some other things like um, you can uh, you can use System Center Virtual Machine Manager 2012 now with TFS 2012. Um, we leverage a few things out of there. You can use the new VHDX format and with Hyper V. You can um, Oh, uh, what else? Uh, you can use uh, clustered host groups now. For, so if you want highly available dev and test environments, um, you can you can do that now. So there's a, a few 
Um, smaller things, but one of the other things that we ended up doing is is making the experience a little bit better. Since we have so many moving pieces, I mean, you're, you're talking about DNS and networks and virtualization and Windows Server and activation and Active Directory. There's so many moving pieces, um, you know, for lab management and, and for dev and test environments in general. Um, we actually have quite a few new troubleshooting experiences, and we can actually kind of detect what's going on, and we can even repair a lot of those common occurrences for you now. So um, the team put that in, in the 2012 release as well. So good good chunk of stuff for, for the 2012 release. I actually didn't know about the push stuff, Ed. How does that, how does that work under yeah. the covers? How, how do the bits get deployed? I like to tell people it's magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm a PM. It's magic as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, no. Actually, as a TFS administrator, you might want to know this, and, and this is this is actually good good for the TFS administrators to know, but um, under the scenes, it actually uses um, it, basically file shares, like admin file shares and everything, um, to be able to push it to a certain location, and then we can remotely run installers and everything and, and do the configuration um, across in that way. So yeah, <laughs> it's really. So do you have to do, it, do you have to do anything special with like identities and things like that, or does it does it feel from a user like it just works? Well, I, I mean, we the lab service account um, that you set up in the test controller, and make sure you do set up that lab service account. Um, we use that, and and so you should have an admin um, user that's able to open up the admin share. So we. It's we actually have a, a walkthrough of how to create an environment, um, and and we've got that included in there in MSDN. So we'll get those in the show notes. So how does TFS preview fit into the lab management space? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so right now, lab management leverages uh, if if you're using the full um, feature set for lab management, you're using System Center Virtual Machine Manager. Which, by the way, um, when you buy TFS or you get you get a TFS license through MSCN subscriptions, you're actually getting a limited use right of SCVMM too. So you don't have to worry about paying for that license. But we use SCVMM, and um, it 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 needs some some connections, and usually SCVMM instances are on premises. So today, um, we're not able to get the traditional lab management working with TFS preview, um, but that's certainly on my, my goals um, for us to do that. And, and, um, but what you can do, which is interesting, we actually partnered um, with um, one of our partners and, uh, called CloudShare, and you, you can actually spin up environments in the cloud um, and be able to have your test controller and your environments running in the cloud. And that actually does work with TFS preview. So you can still do that. And um, I know some folks are actually getting some some walkthroughs together for how to do that with Azure-based machines. And we would certainly want to make that experience better. It's not a great, awesome experience. There's some steps to do, but they're well-known steps, and you just take them. And So you can use um, some of the lab management features uh, actually with, with the TFS preview instance. So. Cool. Hey, um, there's there's lots of stuff to learn with lab management, and, and there's lots of you know management of dependencies and things. It sounds like you made a lot of that easier in the well, you didn't personally. The team made that easier this time. Yeah, You're going to make credit. Exactly. <laughs> what's um what's the best way for people to you know they they think oh this lab management sounds like something we might be able to use. What's the best way for them to get started and 
have a play and understand how to go about building an environment and that sort of thing. Yeah, so, um, and this is, you know, from my MVP days and being a consultant, um, you know, the the MSDN articles around lab management have really iterated over several several times, and they're actually really good now. So, like, if you want to, today, everyone everyone listening can start creating a standard environment. Um, you don't need anything additional other than getting a test controller installed, which is super easy to do. Um, but you can start a, a standard environment today, and we actually have a walkthrough of, hey, how to create a standard environment. And we also have, um, you know, some tables about, you know, what are the differences between an SCVMM environment and and what's uh, what's the difference between a standard environment? So we've got those in MSDN as well. And if you want to learn how to attach, you know, the next step would be getting all the features around it and, and setting up SCVMM and getting virtual machine templates. And so we have that. The other, um, you know, a shameless plug, um, we actually have a testing and lab management um, chapter in our TFS book from Rocks. So uh, that's a good place to get started. It gives you kind of, you know, an overview of, of the things you need to know. And then also I, um, the, the team has been doing a really good job about actually having videos available for, you know, how to get started and how to, how to figure out, you know, what are the different pieces in, in um, SCVMM. So it, when, I love those new videos. Now you open up visual studio ultimate and it's like, Hey, you want to learn about such and such and actually lab management's the last one in that list. So if you want to learn a little bit more, you can watch that video. <laughs> Cool. So if you go along to HTTP colon whack aka dot ms slash lab management 2012, that'll take you to the MSGN links you were talking about there, Ed. And, and obviously, um, if you've got any more documentation you think would be good for people to point to, you know, like a quick getting started video and things, if you, if you send them to me, I'll, I'll stick them on the show notes as well. Perfect. So, Ed, one of the things that I like to ask people who are on the product teams is um, – you know, what are the hidden gems? What are, what is the thing? You know, there's some things that get lots of play, you know, and uh, they get lots of airtime and that stuff. But what are the things that you think is, is like really, really cool, but it's not getting the airplay uh, uh, that you would expect? You know, just a couple, one or two things. And maybe it's even just a, we added this keyboard shortcut or, you know, but what's that little cool thing in any part oh. of VS 2012? Yeah, um, that's an interesting one. So, so we actually use um, the same agile planning boards um, that are available to everyone else. And, and lately I've been um, looking at Kanban. We're setting up a new feature crew for some of our future investments. And um, we're really wanting to use the new Kanban board. So, so that's, that's one of them. Um, the other one that's really interesting, I don't know that it gets a whole lot of play, but as a, a product owner and a program manager, um, I really, uh, there's a lot of things that come through Outlook. And so um, I, I'm going to do a shameless plug for Team Companion. I don't make any money off of this, but I actually use Team Companion as a, as a Microsoft program manager because I can I can turn things into feature requests. I can turn them into bugs. I can have conversations around them. So that's, that's one of those things that I really like. I'm trying to think what else in TFS 2012 that's just um, super cool. Uh, the build stuff, I 
we have a lot of build definitions in our team project. <laughs> so now being able to tag them as your favorite or your team favorites, that's actually really useful because you don't have to search through a whole list of, of build definitions. Um, so I think if anything, that that's one of those that I really like, um, you know, being on this side, I, I found those to be pretty interesting. Great. Hey, well, thank you very much for your time, Ed. I'm afraid um, time's up already. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to be So, um, yeah. If you've got any extra things you want us to stick on the show notes, let me know. We'll do that. Um, and as I say, if people want to get hold of you, then probably the easiest way is just to tweet you on at Ed Blankenship, I think. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Super. Well, thank you very much for your time, Ed. Um, if people have got any follow-up questions or anything, they can always email us on radiotfs at gmail.com. And, of course, the voicemail is always open on one four two five two three three eight three seven nine. So thank you very much for your time, and we'll speak to you next time on Radio TFS. Radio TFS.